here we are, Warrior Poet Project 11. Good thing I have Corey Allen here, the master karmic sound wizard, helping us out, getting this thing going. Also, chat about everything happening in the world, in our lives, in all of our existences. Um, how are you, Corey? I'm good, man. Very, very good. I'm glad we got our little audio problem worked out. Yes. It seems like there's often audio problems whenever I show up. You know what I mean? It's so like you're <laughs> like one of those people on the help desk on the computers. Where, <laughs> but do you solve problems also by coming in? Like someone could be having a problem and then your presence alone will fix it. That's fix what often happens. Is that <laughs> it's just this cosmic thing where, uh, you know, uh, well, there's, there's two different ways you can look at it. I'll let you decide which one is real. One is that... Uh, that the universe knows there's a signal that there's going to be audio problems. So you contact me to do a podcast. And, mm-hmm. it, and so it's scheduled. So I'll be here when it happens. And yes. we don't even know it's going to break. The other theory is that, uh, that I actually make those problems happen. So I seem useful. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I don't know which theory it is. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I just don't see you as that <laughs> devious type that, that, would, that would be creating such mayhem. I see you less as the Loki type and more yeah. as Thor, <laughs> God of justice. Um, oh, right on, man. Right on. So uh, it's been a minute since our last podcast on here. What have you been up to here, Corey? Man, so it's uh, a ton, you know, uh, all sorts of music stuff going down. Uh, two, got two vinyl records coming out Hell of yeah. my own material, so very excited about that. Uh, one is my uh, 2010 album Pearls, which was really like kind of my breakthrough, you know, album. Uh, and so that's being that was put out on CD initially. So now two years later, uh, we're releasing it on vinyl and uh, the same paper. If you own the CD, which I hope that you do, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, actually I hope that you don't, so then more people will need to come buy it. <laughs> yes. So uh, <laughs> you don't want those sales already yeah, baked in the yeah, cake. Exactly. You know, you wanna... So uh, it, it had a really cool, I used this place, Stumptown Printers in uh, Portland, to do the, the covers on the CD, which is an amazing print shop, one of the best in the country. And they do just like high art uh, silk screening. Really amazing. If you guys need some, I'm not affiliated with them other than using them. If you need some, they do amazing, amazing work. Anyway, uh, so they're doing the, the vinyl cover too. And they got this this really special uh, paper that I've only seen them have. And, and uh, so the vinyl like the, cover. Like the paper they print money on? <laughs> like, uh, really oh, rare. Oh, Oh, no, this actually means something. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Corey. Yeah. Well said. So, uh, man, I've had three coffees and two alpha brains, man. It's, it's going down. You're fucking you know, fired up. Yeah. This is prime I'll, podcast. Yeah, territory. I listen to Kendrick Lamar on the way over here. <laughs> Everything's it's, it's all over. You're ready, anyway, you're ready to roll. So those are, uh, that's, that's coming out. And then the first 100, it's going to be 500 uh, on that one, edition of 500. The first 100, it's all black. It's like all the cover's black. The insert, uh, the inner sleeve is black. And then the first 100 are coming out, uh, gonna come on white vinyl. So it's gonna be just real dope looking. It's gonna be crazy. Nice. So that's being manufactured right now. And then another record, which is my new record, I talked about last time on the podcast called The Great Order, which is my first uh, record I've done with, uh, uh, it's all acoustic. So I have, uh, you know, five people we recorded live in the studio cello, double bass, bowed and struck vibraphone, bowed classical guitar, and piano, and uh, recorded all that been waiting not sitting on it waiting for like a year to get it to come out and it's finally coming out we're putting it out on vinyl it's going to be real sweet uh just approved the test pressings about an hour ago and so that one is being sent to manufacture right now and that's coming out on a milky clear vinyl so progress sir it's so it's so, so what hot. is it you know you hear a lot of people and it sometimes just sounds snobby to some of us who aren't really in the 
in the know, so to speak. Like, uh-huh. Oh, it sounds so much better on vinyl, bro. <laughs> it sounds so much. So what is it? Why is it that vinyl has that different sound that, that uh, some people uh, really appreciate? I think that there's a couple different aspects to it. There's one is just like all of like my record label, Quiet Design, all of our releases and in most of the releases in this genre of music, whatever you want to call it, you know, experimental, just weird French shit. Uh, is it's there's a very much uh, a lot of attention to like the tactileness of the actual physical package because mm-hmm. uh, you know obviously you can't deny that uh, you know whatever vehicle you receive the music in is going to impact how you receive that music itself you know and so it's always very important to me that the packaging is just as finely crafted and unique and well thought out as uh, as the music itself and I think that. Um, that with vinyl, it's a similar type of thing in the sense that you get big artwork. You know, you have this this big physical object that you kind of right. have to wrestle with, you know, and right. put it on there. You know, it's not just downloaded to your so phone. So it's part of the process. I think that's part of the process. Um, and then also on a technical level, um, the best way, I can't take credit for this, but the best way I heard it described is that in, um, and this is going to get nerdy, so tune out for 20 seconds <laughs> if, <laughs> if, uh, if, you're, uh, if you don't like. So, uh, it, you know, whenever a, a digital file is like made of bits, you know, it's all, it's a, right. the sound wave itself is, is a, a bunch of uh, little fragments of data that are all glued together, right? And so whenever you play that on a CD or MP3, whenever it plays back, it's, you know, your, your hard drive is assimilating all of these tiny little peat fragments to create the wave. Mm-hmm. And it's literally a wave, like a, you know, up and down uh, oscillatory type thing. And so uh, that, the, the perception of those little fragments coming together, obviously on a micro level, actually, you know, uh, is even though it sounds smooth, it's still fragments, but what uh, on vinyl, you have a needle in a groove mm-hmm. and that's a continuous motion. There's no reassembling of bits. It's actually cut into wax, you know, so you've got this needle on gliding on wax and that wave that's being created, the sound wave is actually a stream. So it's the fragments versus a real analog stream. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that's a, that's a technical way I've heard it described. And I think that, um, interestingly, vinyl does sound warmer to me. Uh, it does have more, even though some, if you have like a $20,000 hi-fi vinyl playback system and you have the perfectly cleaned manicured records, it's going to sound better, you know, right. because also the noise floor is different. The frequency range is arguably different is, is broader. And they can't capture that digitally. By the no. way, the, the fact that, the fact that it's, less technological and they developed it first that they could create a little oh. needle that <laughs> yeah. could go circularly around yeah. wax and make sound that doesn't seem any more difficult more or less difficult than just doing it all digitally i, I mean that's it's fucking crazy. crazy well they brought a laser into it you know they're like <laughs> yeah. this is what you know when the, with the cd they were like let's let's bring let's get a laser into this <laughs> but if you think <laughs> about also that's also crazy like too, edison yeah. edison cylinders you know those like the first recordings were t- were the edison wax so what cylinders they call those a phonograph or what were those no no no, no. it was, was actually a... like a wax cylinder <laughs> so it was like a cylinder that got played with a needle and then they you know turned made it flat for uh the uh, I just did a gesture uh, while I was talking to a microphone. A physical <laughs> gesture. Oh, if people can can see that. There's, there's. We got a little camera yeah, here yeah. for this like few watching live. Yeah, they can see yeah. your, your your pancaking yeah. gestures, yeah. or you're turning a cylinder into. For those who can't imagine, you're turning a cylinder into a into a vinyl into a flat record. Yeah. Record. So, uh, 
So yeah, there's that. But then also, oddly, what I was kind of getting to is that there's like imperfections with vinyl because like your records are dusty. Like man, I just buy old, like uh, old jazz records and and mm-hmm. like and uh, you know old weird world music records and stuff. You know. And so those are always been sitting in someone's garage for 40 years, you know. Yeah, and so they're, all dusty. they're all dusty and funky, and there's yeah. all sorts of, you know, spores and stuff. <laughs> Black mold. And I whatever. bet there's spores yeah, yeah, from, no doubt, man. from your well, record. Dude, whenever I used to work in record stores, man, you could find some crazy stuff in, like, someone's records. They'd bring in, uh, like a, a, you know, bin of records to sell that they haven't checked on in, like, 30 years. you find all sorts of weird little things in there. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, so uh, yeah, but then, you know, so you listen to them and you have like a $100 turntable and you've got some just run-of-the-mill speakers, all the dust and the and the warpedness and all that, it, all, it gives you all the crackles and the imperfection. And then if you have like a... And a, the chicks dig that They, they do, yeah, yeah this is like true, it. yeah. And it's if like, you have ooh, like a... wow. And like, <laughs> and if you're like... Warm <laughs> crackles. <laughs> Dude, well, okay, so we'll, that's a, a tangent which we need to come back to. But uh, so also the uh, the actual rotation, the speed of the rotation of your turntable. If that's not right, then the pitch of the album will be like a few cents off. Cause yeah, I, re- I remember when I had an old one, I could alter it and make things sound real chipmunk yeah. style. And then so if you, you, totally. But if you think about the fact that the normal playing, like on 33, if the speed of the belt drive, if you have like a belt drive, isn't accurate, if it's running just like a tiny, tiny bit slower than 33, then... Uh, it's actually going to be like the recording is going to be a few cents off. Like, uh, so it's going to be just a time, like imp- almost imperceptibly uh, pitched down or pitched up, but people just don't notice because they're not obsessive compulsive sound designers <laughs> like me. <laughs> like this, I smell something yeah. off. Yeah, My exactly. ear can't hear it, yeah. nor can anyone else's, but I sense it. I feel it. Anyway, so records coming out. Two records Excellent. coming out. Check those back. We'll, we'll have pre-orders. They should be available uh, late December, early January. And uh, we should have some pre-orders up on the site, uh, quietdesign.us, and my site, Corey, C-O-R-Y dash Allen.com. Uh, probably going to have some pre-orders uh, in mid-December. It'll start then. So you people can grab the white vinyls before they all disappear. There's only 100. And the advantage, yeah. right? They can pay now and then not have to pay their credit card bill when the world ends That's in <laughs> December 21st. Right? That's right. So just rack up that credit card yeah. bill now. Yeah, and, for sure. And, you know. You may never have to pay. I'm trying to and get... And you can listen to good music <laughs> for the end. You can be like the fucking band on Titanic. <laughs> and the shit's going around. You can be soothed by Quiet Design's Dude, Pearls album. As it, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, people tell me that they go to sleep to that record a lot. Or that, like I've had friends that tell me they've been trapped in an airport for like in South America for... You know, and it prevented homicidal hours. urges. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Right on. That's crucial. So, so basically, what I'm getting at is I highly recommend <laughs> listening to my music. <laughs> of course, of course. But yeah, no, it's good. So that's good, man. I'm really excited. So, about what that. do you what do you think and, about this whole shift here coming up here, Corey? This is this is this is now the the cool term to call it. It's yeah. not the end of the world. Yeah. It's called called the shift. It's the con- it's the consciousness shift. Bro. The consciousness shift. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so what do you think about this whole thing that we're that we're going through? There seems to be something to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that uh i felt i have felt like it's such a placebo effect but i have felt like things have been tuned differently mm-hmm. like and i feel like they're increasingly weirder like th- and it yeah. may just be me i mean i'm always getting increasingly weirder <laughs> right. as a person and so it might be that i'm just getting weirder and so therefore my fil- filter of which i perceive reality is like seems will- weirder but i don't know thing like 
like the gyroscope seems different. It does. It seems different. It seems almost faster <clears throat> to a certain degree. Like things are happening quicker, which I guess yeah. with the pace of technology and interconnectedness, it all kind of makes sense. A lot of things seem to be coinciding to make sense. But then, you know, some other things are like, kind of in a cool way very yeah. business as usual like i was reading some consumer figures and black friday cyber monday you know those sales figures were off the charts especially for online um you know i know on it did very well and a, and a lot of other um different people so it's not like you know i think there's this impression like everything's falling apart but you know this was thanksgiving one mm-hmm. month before this epic date and People are still out buying their stuff at Best Buy and still like it's very much life as usual in some aspects. And then in other aspects, it's like things are getting fishy. Things are moving fast. Information spreading. Weird stuff's happening. So I don't really know what to think of it. It's actually making me a little bit more optimistic than I was before, being that perhaps this transition could be a bit smoother than I thought. Yeah. You know, I still think it's going to get sticky. You know, like when... When you're on a fault line and something has to shift, right? The fault line sticks. And that's what creates the earthquake because it comes in a jarring jolt where it's like stuck. Because we keep sucking all the yeah. lubrication out of it. Yeah, yeah, because it's stuck and then it still wants to go. And then when it goes, there's mass chaos, yeah. destruction, everything. Because it, it goes in a, in a big leap. But I think at least I'm having hope that there could be some, you know, smaller, you know, five you know, 5.0 earthquakes mm-hmm. just kind of moving <laughs> along the way instead of a massive 9.0 fires, gas lines erupted, you know, people uh, <laughs> fucking total mayhem. But something, something's going to happen. But at least it, for me, I've been a little more optimistic that it could happen in a more conscious way, I guess. I hope that they're just, I hope that the entire world has like 2.0 earthquakes. Yeah. All at the same time. So then everyone can just lay down on the earth and get like a gentle massage. <laughs> The entire world, if the entire world Shiatsu pop- earthquake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If the entire world population could all get a gentle massage at once, yeah. it'd be a lot better place, man. I still want to try that. I know you've been listening to the Rogan podcast as well. And I For just sure. did a podcast with uh, Dr. Dan Engel and he was talking yeah. about those earthing mats as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The human resonance ones. Uh-huh. I'd still like to try that out. Have you had any uh, experience with that? No, no. I I mean, I'm hip to the human resonance thing, you know, and uh Anytime that the word silver weaved mat like gets thrown around, I start to get kind of like, I'm like, because mm, you, you're a vampire maybe and well, you're worried that's... that they're going to throw it on you like in True Blood <laughs> and you're going to start melting and be very uncomfortable. That is part of it. Is that for part sure. of it? Yeah, for sure. For sure. But uh, now I, uh, I don't know, you know, I think that it makes sense. You know, I think it, I think it makes sense. The idea that the, you know, if the earth has an electrical impulse, you know, right. And, we are creatures of the earth. You know, right. We are we, spawned from the earth. And, yeah. and if we get out of touch because... You we know, evolved so, along with the earth. Yeah. So it only yeah. makes sense. That. And it, so if the rubber, you know, if you've got rubber on your feet, you know, you're indoors all the time. You're not touching that. You don't, you're, you know, your connection, your electrical connection with the earth is cut off. And therefore, you get a voltage imbalance. You know, and yeah. I think that there's something, certainly something to that. Uh, I mean... I don't know. I've never been camping before. <laughs> I've never been camping. Uh, no, you? No. Dude, look how, look, look how pale I am. <laughs> I sit, sit in the studio all the time. Uh, well, you need to get yourself everything, uh, man. I need I you, do. too. I'm, I'm, when I was out in uh, Sedona last week, which I want to talk to you more about because yeah. I had some pretty powerful experiences, um, and I talked a little bit about it with Dr. Dan, but now that it's kind of sunk in, I want to talk about it. But, you know, I was trying to 
take my shoes off when I could and walk around. My yeah. feet just suck. I remember my feet used to be good. Like I used to be able to cruise yeah. around and do shit on my feet, or just barefoot on the on the ground. But now, I just don't ever do that ever unless yeah. I'm at the beach. Yeah, you know, even in grass, like I'm wearing shoes. You know, I don't even take my. So I'm gonna try and do that. Get a little of the yeah. natural style. But I would like to try one of those mats. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I think it, I think it totally makes sense. And you know, that's one of the things that like, uh, you know, that we. I think I, I, don't know, I mentioned this before, but you know, the tricky thing about humans is that we evolved when we came out of the earth, you know, and the the thing that we forget is that you know we we're not tethered to it in any way, so it's easy right. to forget that we're that we're a part of that, you know, like a tree or a plant or something is like unquestionably tethered, you know, yeah. connected. I had a really deep <clears throat> meditation the other day, and it uh, really kind of let my mind go. Um, and I was thinking about the old Mayan kings, you know, I guess because Mayan calendar is all in my head. And I was thinking about how they kept building these massive structures and Egyptian kings and all of these things to try and go higher. And it's the same with a lot of alpha males in our society. They're trying to get the penthouse mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. like as far oh, yeah. away from the earth as possible. Yeah. Right. And it's like it's almost denying like where we came from, you know, and We're there's like about, there's yeah. like healing and medicine in the earth but at you know even from an early age there's this desire mostly male desire you know in matriarchal cultures you don't see these giant you know monoliths where people are trying to get higher they have huts on the ground and and but in these patriarchal kind of alpha male dominant societies you're pushing upward higher towards the sky and there's energy from the sky as well of course but it's almost like you're shutting that that valve off you know like cutting off the the feminine side of our own energies and the earth energy and really trying to push ourselves up to the top totally and of course the buildings look like giant erections yeah (laughs) of course (laughs) gotta get to the very tip that's where i'm gonna stay is the tip man (laughs) all those shaft people are losers yeah but that's i mean i think in and as they develop that that's how you get more out of balance i think so if you're think of office buildings man people don't you you work in an office building you work on the 30th floor you're up in there all day. You're surrounded by concrete. You're in a bomb shelter. You know, <laughs> you're in a bomb shelter. You know, it's like there's no like the. And then you've got a bunch of computers and a bunch of electrical stuff plugged in, a bunch of you know fluorescent lights, and you're just like in in this <clears throat> high power energy field of like dissonance, dissonant yeah. energy. You're just trapped in there, and uh, you know, yeah. I, I think that it's funny you say that about the the you know people trying to build higher. I was thinking about that same thing just like a, a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. is that you know it, it is a bit I, I wonder if it's almost like you know you try and get the penthouse and, and move up and people want to live in the tall buildings and work in the tall buildings and blah 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 and that achieving that type of thing uh, in the way that they're trying to achieve it is a bit of a, is a, is a hallucination or a hologram or something of their own ego you know yeah it's like, sure the more they can believe that that's meaningful and that that uh, uh, you know is a symbolism of a, of a successful life, then the more they'll be able to believe their own story about themselves. Sure, and I think that that plays a part in it too. And the more you can get disconnected from nature, the easier that is. Because you can yeah. shut off those balancing that's element, right. that voice that's, that's right. saying, "Hey, stupid, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, and exactly. that comes, and you can you get that message where you're in a hut drinking ayahuasca and yeah. shitting your brains out, and fucking, you know, Mother Nature is whispering shit yeah. in your ear via pictures. Um, yeah, you get a whole different story. So if you're going to be some greedy corporate 
you know, asshole, yeah, better get yourself pretty high away from yeah. those voices that come exactly. from the, you know, from the moist earth of where we were born. Yeah. And uh, let's get up there to the, to the sky where the ego can roam unchecked. And I think, <laughs> you know, you think back to some of these old kings too. I mean, how do you develop these crazy human sacrifice and all that, this other crazy nonsense that they yeah. have? Well, you know, you don't, you stop listening to the voices yeah. and, you know, you stop sleeping in the hut with the medicine man and, and, you know, taking your walks through the jungle, you know, you're just getting fed virgins and, and food and, you know, sticking stingray spines through your dick and fucking yeah. whatever else crazy shit you're doing. That was you're... a tough weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's, I think, one of the things that, uh, that gets people out of balance. Yeah, totally, man. And, and, uh. Uh, what was I just gonna say? <laughs> just I don't know, but I I, I could kind of sense that too. You know, I just got a I just got a new house, which is you know a real blessing, and I feel blessed about it. But you know, I I had a point where I had to check myself and say, hey, you know, make sure that you don't get too caught up mm-hmm. in building this into a fortress. You know, yeah. like yeah. you're you're just as happy sleeping in a hut on you know on the ground as you are in this really nice house. And this house is my dream house, but you know, still that, you know, don't get, don't, don't get caught up in it basically was the message that I got. It's, yeah, for sure. You got it. Cause you got to kind of check that. Cause it's exciting. It's like, look at this, look at this grand, you know, thing that's, yeah. that I can live in and own. It's mine. Well, that <laughs> gold statue that you have yourself in the entryway is pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm enlarging it as yeah. you speak, actually. You keep I, building onto I it. I increased the ceiling height just so I could sculpt it more, and I wanted stronger, more swords, you want a dragon <laughs> with a leash on it behind Where you can go climb up the leg and crawl into the crotch, and there's like a little napping area yes, in there. Yes, for a whole family, there's a napping area in there. Just like an own womb in each testicle. <laughs> That's something to aspire to. For sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember what I was gonna say earlier is that like the CEO types mm-hmm. uh, that are so those like, fucking the, CEO types, those types, those silly crazy bastards. Oh, man, I hate those guys. I hate being in their offices <laughs> talking on podcasts. Um, but no, the 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 evil crooked woman. Well, I sorry, that's a stupid generalization. But the the like out of touch people that are right. just trying to make a lot of money. Monsanto. You know? Monsanto. I wonder what the suicide rate would be if you like forced, if like instead of putting those guys in jail for all of their crimes, if you locked them in isolation tanks. Yeah. And so instead of like whenever the banks, you know, all those yes. people that should be going to jail, dude, you lock them in an isolation and pi- tank. And pipe DMT smoke in <laughs> yeah. at regular intervals yeah. just in case they were trying to trick fuck themselves you, out of the truth. You, yeah. And you wait. Like you lock them in there, lock the door, and then you wait like twelve hours before you start piping in the DMT. So they've already started to kind of lose their mind, and they're like, "What is real? I don't know." Who am blah blah blah? And then the DMT comes, and so then they're like, you know, then they're really blown, and their yeah. minds really blown. And, that would be very difficult. Yeah. And they are the ones who are most afraid. They're intrinsically afraid of things like psychedelics. You know, those types. The the more out of balance someone is, the more terrified they are of it, because some part of them knows that there's going to be a reckoning on the other side mm-hmm. when truth comes and it's going to hurt. Well, it's happening in real time. You yeah. know, it's like I, I refuse to believe that like whenever, I, you know, I'm in a situation or around people or even like myself where I feel like I'm not being 100% like who I should be or if I'm getting caught up in something like I'll feel this this tugging like inside of me that I'm like, hey, you need to roll it back, buddy. You know, yeah. like you get you stop massaging your reality and you know get get honest with yourself and you know stop on this little diversion 
And I think that that, I mean, everyone I know is, you know, have got that sense. And I, I can't believe that those people can't feel that, you know, they've just practiced shutting it out for so long. For sure. But you know, it's like, I, I don't believe that, that, that it's like that whenever their head hits the pillow that, there, I don't know. I just, I can't. Maybe it's I think just you're me. Under, I think you're maybe. underestimating I could the be. power of the mind yeah, to maybe. overcome these thoughts. Self delusion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe, it's just, man. I hear what you're saying. It's like, how could they not? I, I think it's sense because this? I can't conceive of it. And right. So it seems impossible. Right. But I've, you know? I've, you know, I've been, a, I have a really annoying and, you know, petulant mind that tries to, tries to run the show all the fucking time. You know, and that was one of the great things about that Aboga trip I did is it really allowed me to see, okay, this is mind who I named Mind Boy. Mind Boy. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and he's always trying to take charge. Like yeah. he's all can I drive? Can I drive? Yeah. Can I drive? And unless I have my true self there to check and say, Hey, be quiet. You know, we'll use you later at the office, you know, occasionally when I yeah. need to figure out some quantifiable problem. You know, uh-huh. then you'll be useful. But for right now, you're absolutely of no use, so shut up. Yeah. But until I could kind of really differentiate those, that was a big step. And also all the other work I've done as well. But I know what it's like to be just have that take over, you know. And not that I was doing crazy, stupid things, but it's like you just don't hear the calling. Mm -hmm. And even now that I'm really in touch, like, for example, before this last big meditation that I did, um, I had uh, good friends over and they were leaving, doing a bunch of traveling and they're they were like, um, you know, it'd be really helpful if you could watch our cat for a little bit. And I was like, my at this point, I was I've been super stressed and busy about stuff. So my mind's actually had to do a lot of work, you know. And so I've been a little out of balance. So my initial reaction is like, oh no, you know, I, I don't think that. And then I did that meditation. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, is your house too important that you can't let a cat in there? Yeah. At the point that your house and the aesthetics of your house is too important for you to let one of your good friend's cats stay over, you're fucking on the wrong path. So yeah. I like popped out of the room and I was like, yo, dude, I'm sorry, man. I'd be fucking <laughs> happy to take your cat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it was at the point that I was telling him like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I didn't hear that calling. Like yeah. I, I was, I didn't really, I was just, it's a trivial matter, of course, but I think it can illustrate that there was no little voice inside me that said, this is mm-hmm. weird that you're denying that. Yeah. And then I had to re- re-tap in and connect and be like, oh, snap, that was silly. Like You're thinking about your house and you're thinking about things the wrong way. And I could just apply that to what these guys are going through. Yeah, they're yeah. just able to fully shut it off. But <sighs> subconsciously, they know. Yeah. And that's why they're scared of psychedelics. That's yeah. why they're scared <laughs> of isolation tanks because yeah. they can sense something. Well, yeah, I guess that's, that's kind of what I was talking about. And- talking about i get that's a better way to describe what i was talking about it's mm-hmm. like there's just got to be like on a vibratory level they've got to, no doubt they've got to feel that and if anything even if they can't like get get that you know push through the thick layer of you know of uh um, brain control i was gonna say like packed dead infants that they've got packed in there <laughs> right, you know, they've right. sacrificed and absorbed right. their souls if they can't get that subconscious thought through that you know wall that firewall of dead infant souls into their brain <laughs> that uh firewall of dead infant <laughs> souls impenetrable <laughs> better than mcafee <laughs> yeah yeah way better way better uh you know if they can't that, that they they uh if anything you can just see it in their bodies yeah, you know, like if their they, body is exactly right. They age so bad and so and so harshly and so poorly that, like, look, if you look at any president, man, you know, like 
it's true. Look at that first office day and the last office day. It's it's pretty hardcore, That's man, true. how much they age. Yeah, because when the, the soul nourishes the body as well as the body nourishes the soul, people don't see that kind of bilateral connection. Yeah. You know, it's everything helps support each other. It's, you it's know, amazing. Mind, body, and soul, everything parlays into into the whole thing. You remove that soul element, lock it away, and so it doesn't have access to your body and mind, you're gonna you're gonna have fucking problems. Yeah, for sure. Know? I mean like emotional, I just, physical, the whole thing. Yeah. I mean it's obviously yeah, you know, it's all connected, obviously. And I mean, I know for me, like in the last year, I'm so much healthier than I was the prior years, you know. Uh and it's just eating better, exercising, you know, drinking less and stuff and and uh, it's just, it's extraordinary what it does to your mind mm-hmm. and your soul, you know, is, is really, really amazing. Like, yeah. Uh, and I, I can't imagine like the, the amount of baggage that some of those guys have and trying to drag that through, sure. you know, <clears throat> drag that weight around every day. That's why, that's why it makes them age. And, you know, that's, that's, it's just, yep. And the antidote. Yeah. So what is the antidote? Well, I can tell you, Corey Allen, what the antidote is. Cause I just did the antidote. One of the antidotes was at this retreat I did out at uh, it's a place called, they're calling it Grace Grove now. It's going to be shortly the Optimum Performance Institute because Grace Grove sounds like a religious camp. And um, <laughs> it's not a religious camp at all. Um, not, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> wait, they hooked me in yeah. first. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but anyway, so I went for a liver cleanse. And really that was the main thing I went through, a liver, liver gallbladder cleanse where basically you show up you drink green smoothies with a bit of protein and just all liquid, some blended soups and and really kind of cleanse your liver out. You take some supplements to kind of help flush your liver. And then the last day, you've been having no fats at all. The last day, they give you a bunch of uh, olive oil, like eight ounces mm-hmm. of olive oil, and it causes your gallbladder to flush all the shit out of it and your liver to purge and you get all these little cholesterol-y little nuggets that oh, really? fire out of your ass. Yeah. Whoa. And you feel, and you, you, I left that place <laughs> feeling just amazing physically. Wow. Like, absolutely. Of course, I plowed right into Thanksgiving and oh, just yeah, stuffed sure. my face with gravy and champagne and beers and whatever. You got those little alien, completely, eggs, yeah, completely. alien eggs back in yeah. your gut. <laughs> Hurry up. Get back in there. <laughs> yeah. It's but, lonely in uh, yeah. there. <laughs> so, but that, that helped a lot. Just the physical purging of that was, was pretty mine. But plus, it's in Sedona, Arizona, which is a beautiful, beautiful nice. place. But some of the other things we did as well were pretty were pretty remarkable. And, you know, one of the problems with um, all that I've talked about with psychedelics is that, you know, while I've done, you know, my share legally in different countries, it's an obstacle to go to Peru to do ayahuasca legally, right? So, um, you know, I've been fortunate to have the resources and the connections to do that. Uh, same with going to do a boga in Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, but, you know... The, the other options are, you know, requiring people to break the law to a certain mm-hmm. extent. And I agree the laws are unjust and whatever, but the last thing anybody wants is the fucking feds coming in, busting down your door because you're yeah. trying to, you know, shroom on some yeah. mushrooms and get in touch with your higher self. And, yeah. You know, obviously that's a, that's a whole other separate major problem, but I, f- I think I found one really cool way. You know, isolation tanks is one, mm-hmm. a great way to have a, a powerful you know, psychedelic experience without actually any psychedelics. Also very expensive as well. I found the freeway. Okay. The free way. Like freeway Ricky Ross. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't cost anything. Um, So it's called shamanic breathing. Have you ever uh, had any experience with that? Oh, sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was probably not going to work. 
Yeah. Because I was like, oh, come on, you know, I'm fucking, I'd take ayahuasca, I'd take yeah. a boga. Like, what, are you going to tell me to breathe? You know, like, whatever. That's hilarious to be cocky about yeah, mind delivering like, like, psychedelics. <laughs> like, whatever, bring this shit. I'll fucking breathe in your face. I'll breathe in your face, son. Obviously, I wasn't quite that cocky. I'm elaborating, but I was like, ah, it's probably going to be really mild, you know, like really not yeah. work that well. So we get the we get the thing started and get this you know the the kind of shaman teacher leading the experience is like breathe like you want to attack your life like how are you gonna uh-huh. live your life and like breathe and so like really kind of firing us up Tony sure. Robbins style I was like all right whatever and the breathing you know in hard through the uh-huh. yeah <sighs> and so I was like okay I'm gonna fucking give it hell whatever I'm I'm fully in I wasn't like holding anything back I was not 95 I was yeah. 100% in they have some drums playing and some music and I'm in there with like four different people and I'm starting to go and as I go I'm getting what they call tetany which is where your like muscles lock up and you get like tingly and frozen so as I'm breathing and they mentioned that this might happen but I'm getting into this like full paralysis where I can't You're being move. reborn man yeah I was You're like going <laughs> back into embryo phase and I was like and I was like God this is gonna suck I'm gonna do this for an hour just like locked <laughs> I'm so serious. Bit, that's rebirth. You're like yeah. that's like go, you're going back into going back. embryo fetus. It style. felt like it, man. It was, and nothing was going on in my head. I was like, I'm getting paral. I'm paralyzing myself. This is lame. I hope there's something else that happens. But then, like 15 minutes in, I just kept going. And then, you know, she was kind. Of, she kind of came around. She said one like one silly trigger, like um, something about you know who is what is the man that I want to be or something about being a warrior i forget exactly the trigger but she said a trigger and then and then uh i kept breathing and that kind of gestated and all of a sudden like boom like my brain lit up and it wasn't like a super visual vision like you get on ayahuasca or some of that stuff but it was visual for sure um and i saw i actually saw like my true self my soul as a silhouette on this like backdrop like fucking perfect mm-hmm. i was like holy shit that is my soul that's my true self and it was just a silhouette and then i was like i was kept i kept looking at it in my mind's eye my eyes are closed i kept looking at it kept looking at it and then all of a sudden it filled in and i saw my own face in that soul like this is your iteration like first it showed me hey this is your soul and it's like boom here you are as part of that soul and just the look i was looking right at myself as my soul and I just fucking lost it, dude. I was like, holy shit. Holy yeah. shit. Like, this is me embodied as my soul. Not me, the person, which is a combination of mind boy and mud body yeah. and a whole package all put together, but really looking as my soul, as my iteration. And one of the most powerful experiences I've ever had, you know, psychedelic or otherwise, was just to be able to cut right through to that point and be like, this is who... I'm aspiring to be my purest essence of myself, you know, what will exist when everything else is gone. And to actually physically see that with my eyes was an immensely, immensely powerful experience. And then from the rest of that, I had that kind of lucidity of a post, you know, post ayahuasca or post aboga, you know, where you have that or post, you know, psilocybin, where you have those, those two hours or so where you're just thinking like, like a laser, just perfectly clearly, like your heart is aligned and um from breathing mm-hmm. from breathing yeah man it's just it all that is that's just awareness yeah you know like that type of breathing like i've done done that very same thing like 
a lot of different ways and a lot mm-hmm. of different approaches like over the last you know decade or so and uh yeah it's just all it's like it's like an elevator of awareness you know yeah. and there's all sorts of little uh interesting methods that you can do i mean you can do them just without like the fight clubs med- you know style like drum circle and and mm-hmm. like army you know med- 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 breathing army uh sergeant there you right know. right even alone in your apartment or your house you know right now there's so many ways you can do it you know uh one is like it shouldn't particularly be um a a practice but it's a, a good uh reset and and uh experiment is to do uh an alteration of the pranayama dragon breath and then what you're talking about shamanic breathing so you do 10 breaths like you're talking about long yeah long deep breaths and then you do 10 fast pranayama fire, fire breath. Yeah. And the, the way that you do the fire breath is that imagine you're like trying to um, make your throat shaped like you're going to fog up a piece of glass. Like, so you mm-hmm. do that. You yeah. know, so I hope someone tuned in right at yeah. that <laughs> so, um, Make your throat nice like, and hollow. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast has changed. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, so you do 10 deep, long breaths and then 10 fast, short pranayama breaths and you do that 10 times. So right. that's 20 cycles. And uh, don't do not do that in the car. <laughs> because that yeah, no, little, you're super dizzy. It's crazy. Super, yeah, I had to take yeah. a piss during it and I was like really <laughs> fucking super dizzy. Yeah. We also did these breath holds periodically throughout and you'd be shocked how long you can hold your breath when you've yeah. been doing those kind of hyper-oxygenation yeah. Yeah. practices. I actually talked to the world, uh, world record-holding free-diving female who came in here, and, uh, and we were talking about some stuff for on it, and I know that's part of the process. She actually put so much... Before she set the world record, she put so much oxygen into her blood that she passed out Whoa. right when she's on the on the sled wow. not to go down she's like this is a bad start <laughs> <laughs> this is not good but anyway, so we did these breath holds kind of to equalize i guess a little bit of the oxygen that was mm-hmm, going through mm-hmm. so um and that That's was amazing. that was cool too and just the quiet of holding your breath at that point and just yeah it's it's very very much like an isolation tank thing yeah and- i will say it's good to do you know probably either you can do it by yourself, but I think it, you'd be more comfortable giving it hell if there's someone kind of in the ceremony with you, kind of handling the yeah, music and who've been yeah. there, been there doing it. But if, um, if you're one of those people that if you're in the gym and you're like on the treadmill or you're lifting weights and then someone else comes in and you, you kick it up a notch, if you're one of those guys, then yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> of course, <laughs> not me, self-disciplinary. Yeah, no, uh, I hear you. but no, yeah, for sure. If, if I mean. If you're, I think it's, I've always, maybe it's just me, but I've wondered about like people that do meditative breathing and stuff and doing like even meditation in groups is, uh, are people more like, I I wouldn't recommend necessarily meditation. I guess this was me for me. Uh, I don't know. I guess it was more not having to fuck with the music or any Mm, distractions mm -hmm. or worry that, you know, Hey, if I. Like someone can take care of something if you needed to get up because if your eyeballs explode, yeah, exactly. Because you're like dizzy and yeah. locked up. It's a kind of a vulnerable. At least for me, it was a vulnerable position. So even when I was, it was almost more vulnerable than doing a like a psychedelic, like mushrooms, for example. You know, I mean, obviously a boga is different, super vulnerable there. 
but mushrooms, you know, you can kind of turn it off and navigate and, you know, God forbid I had to fight, I'd probably fight like a Viking or something, yeah. you know, like the You'd berserker. Rip their face <laughs> you rip but, your opponent's face off. But you off have that confidence that, yeah, yeah, exactly, that adrenaline would kick in and you'd be all right. But this, it was kind of nice just to not have to worry about yeah. anything. Oh, totally. Like everything was like, I can just just go in my own head nothing's going to distract me there's no cat that's going to come in yeah. and you know your friend's nib- cat start nibbling why did I keep my friend's cat I hate this start like nibbling on my face and I can't move and yeah. it turns into a horror movie yeah I was just saying that like if I don't know if people are uh, like more um, if they're comfortable enough being that open like in a social level because some people find things like that like weird and kind of squirrely sure. and stuff and sure. so what I was talking about was like if you try those things alone you're not worried about being judged. That's or true, something. and, and that's so, important. Yeah, because so sometimes then, you got to let the tears roll yeah. out. And if you're going to be shy about that shit with who you're with, yeah, it's going to crush your. I, experience. I just do that every morning, looking in the mirror. That's all. <laughs> Staring, heart eye contact. Staring at such great yeah, beauty, I can't right. help but shed a tear. <laughs> no, it's it's staring at myself in the eyes and being like, "How does this work? How am I existing right now? This doesn't make any sense. I have this fleshy meat vehicle." Yeah. How am I having these thoughts? You look in your own eyes, look at your own eye in the mirror for a while and think about like... Well, that's that whole cameras. soul gazing thing too, right? Oh, yeah, Have you ever good, done that with yeah. anybody? I've done it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. It's and pretty I've done it with crazy. myself in the mirror too. Yeah. And it really works. It yeah. really, really works. What'll yeah. happen, what happens to me, I don't, you can share your own experiences, but what happens to me is I start seeing different, almost people or visions come through in my own like my eyes lock in but then my yeah. head changes morphs into something yeah. like an alien head or old, like a, some weird stuff happens. Yeah. And, and if i have a good connection with somebody i can do it with them too and i'll see weird iterations totally bros used to do that all the time william bros uh-huh. he would do that in the mirror he'd like but he'd you know take heroin and stuff and then go look in the mirror with brian geisen for hours and but he would talk about getting his like psychic hallucinations through the mirror and stuff you know mm-hmm. i believe and, it uh, yeah, well he, i think he was getting them all all the time but uh and we love him for it but uh i would definitely yeah doing that uh, with somebody who are in the mirror is like it's pretty uh it's pretty crazy especially if you do it with someone and they're not aware that you're doing it <laughs> yeah that actually that's how i learned about it yeah so check this out i was i was in high school and i was dating this chick and she was cool but for whatever reason i was not feeling it you know like ostensibly on paper she had all sure, the credentials sure, sure. homecoming queen, yeah, blah 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 but i was like i'm not off, yeah i'm not feeling it somehow and so i went to break up with her and i was in my room and i was like look um you know look this isn't gonna work out you know i'm, I'm sorry uh you're great and i have no good explanation <laughs> for you yeah and she was she was mad she and she had like a, a lot reaction. of <laughs> i mean anger and that's weird right yeah, yeah it's crazy it's so anyway so she starts looking at me right and she starts looking me in the eye. I had nothing else to say. And I wasn't going to be like, okay, so get out now. You know, yeah. I was like, you know, you can leave when you want. It's not like I don't like you. It's just yeah. we're not going to be together. She starts looking me right in the eye. And all of a sudden the air, you know how when the air starts sure. to get thick and wavy and the background starts to get yeah. white. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I was like, so I looked away and then I looked back because I started to get curious. I was like 16, 17 at the time. And I was looking and it started getting more and more. And she's just beaming into me. I don't think she, she didn't know what she was doing either, but she knew somehow if she kept looking into my eyes, something was going to happen. It was a killer instinct. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, and then all of a sudden I started seeing her as like an old woman, a skull, an infant. And I was like, like tearing, not crying, but like tearing up in like this weird, I don't know what the hell's going on. And then I swear to you, man, I felt like, 
my spirit was trying to leave my body. <laughs> like I was like, Ugh. and finally I had to bail on her. I was yeah. like, yo, okay, enough, stop. What yeah. the hell was that? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. And, and I was like, okay, we're going to get back together now. Oh, really? so, so like we got back together just m- simply because it was such a crazy, Whoa. weird experience that kind of bonded us. It only lasted another few weeks. She and then I made sure to break you. up her by phone. Smart but. choice. <laughs> <laughs> she wear sunglasses yeah. and you get it to the doctors whenever you get your eyes dilated. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, we need to break up. Yeah. But yeah. it was it was the craziest experience. But ever since then, it's been a great gift because I've been able to do that with people. Yeah. Maybe not as powerfully as her. She had like a lot of psychic, crazy shit in her family, uh-huh. seeing ghosts and premonitions and um, all kinds of... She had like a burglary, total premonition, was telling her family that someone was going to break into her house. And it's like, someone's going to break in tonight. And I go to sleep, go to sleep. You know, don't worry, we're safe here. Fucking 2 a.m., window crash. Uh-huh. Someone comes in like weird shit like that in her past so she was somehow connected it was one of her ex-boyfriends yeah <laughs> she was like i think someone's gonna break in <laughs> yeah it's always man life is just a jigsaw puzzle man. Is, you just gotta, yeah. put, the you gotta put the pieces together yeah. well either way either whether she's a liar or or a uh connected and somehow she was able to, to jedi mind fuck me for yeah, sure but it was a jedi mind fuck gift because you know it taught me that you can do some crazy shit like that. Yeah, and on like a lighter on a lighter level of that, you know, like the I find that I sometimes a lot of times don't make eye contact uh, whenever I'm talking because um, it's almost too it can be too much. Like because yeah. I feel like that like whenever I lock into something, the sensation is almost too much. It's like you know someone gives giving you a wet willy of like your heart mind or something where it's just like whoa i I gotta look away and like relax and then take another dose because i get so much you know but i think that the you know uh gazing like that is great because uh just on a a lighter level if you just sit with somebody and just like get over the silly it's silly okay it's silly yeah there'll be a lot of laughter yeah it's just a lot of laughter first it's good yeah sure but if you just sit and just stare at somebody's eyes for (laughs) For like, and you, you know, relax five. your throat. Yeah, yeah, relax <laughs> yeah, your throat, and you you <laughs> act like you're trying to fog up a piece of glass. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, but if you just look into somebody's eyes, and uh, you know somebody th- like you can do that with without them being, you know, like you take it seriously, but yeah, you know, your, take gr- it your girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and it's a good practice to just be able to get comfortable with like looking into people's eyes on a level of like okay, like there's that extra energy there when you're looking at somebody in the eyes. Yeah, and you just get okay with that and get comfortable with it. You know, it's a good practice. And you, you notice it with like shifty, shady people. They will not look at you. Yeah. They're oh, like, they, they, cause they're afraid that you're going to see something. Yeah. And you can, what, and man, what, that is the strangest thing. Isn't just being able to see somebody's like spirit and intention yeah. and all of that in somebody's eyes. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I generally make a habit of really looking in people's eyes, like just right off the totally. bat. But you like, don't want to be this guy. Yeah, I know with a total smile on my (laughs) face, like everything, you know, the genuine smile. And initially, but but yeah, when I first meet him, just within that first three seconds of eye contact, especially another, especially another male, that's like, I think you get a you get a big read. You know, if they're if they're a straight up kind of genuine guy, you know, it's like okay, cool, you can move on. You can move on from there. Size of the book. The soul, yeah. Well, and it's like, is the soul rotten and corrupt? Because if it is, you're gonna see the stink coming out of their eyes, dude. Totally. Okay. What what was your reading before we first met? 
<laughs> I don't even remember, but it was oh, must have been sign. good. Yeah, <laughs> I, oh, I did that at the front door when you showed up at the house. Oh like, yeah. Okay, you may enter. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that wasn't a hard one. It I was wasn't like, complicated. Hey. But I was, you know, for the go back to the aboga ceremony, and and for those of you who don't know, I keep referencing aboga is a very powerful uh, psychedelic from Gabon in Africa. It lasts about twenty four to thirty six hours. Bitwi, Bitwi, Bwiti tribe. Yeah, the Bwiti. Bwiti shamans have inculcated that medicine for a long time. But part of their pre-initiation process and initiation process is you do a full aboga trip looking in the mirror the whole time while dressed in fucking crazy shit. They like paint your yeah, face. Yeah. And I read that in your uh, hair. pinchback book, The Breaking Up in the Head. Yeah. It's an interesting little take. I had, didn't, didn't read that at all. Pretty but pretty cool. But did they talk about looking in the mirror? No, they the didn't do yeah. that, no. So that's the, that's the initiation ceremony. And I guess, you know, blasted. First of all, Boga is going to tell you exactly everything that's right and wrong with yourself <clears> to begin with. In that but movie Then to voice. combine that, yeah, in the movie voice. Then to combine that with staring at yourself in the mirror, I think you really have to come to terms with who you are oh, dude. to a yeah. great degree. Yeah. I think that's valuable. What do you think about, um, I kind of feel like there's, and I've read some stuff about it, but I don't know if it's just wonky or if it's just, what do you think about the, each, each eye having some different quality to it? What do you, you know, mean, like, what do you mean by quality? Like one eye is supposed to be more connected to the physical world and one eye is supposed to be more connected to your spirit. Uh-huh. And so, like you see a lot of people with one eye that's like kind of almost shut mm. and one eye that's open. It's because they're kind of hiding one part or they're not like, okay, I don't, I don't know what I think about it at all, but I've read in some of the yoga books, like blah, blah, blah. This eye is for this and this eye is for that. Could be all hogwash, nonsense, fairies, dust, magic yeah, powder. I, I think there's a couple, I have a, I have a couple of thoughts on that. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, I think it's. I think that eyes are uh, tissue cells, mm-hmm. but I think that that's that's pretty much you know the, word, the base of it. Word. Um, but I think that the suggestion that the posturing of your eyes does speak a bit about what's going on inside. I think the actual eye itself. I don't think it's like your left. Yeah, sure. Your eye, you know. No, but it's but, high. It's how you close it. Yeah, or how you, yeah. So you, you the the posture, the way you posture your eyes, I think has right. very much to do with uh, it's. Uh, it's there's an internal it's basically just this open like uh sunroof interior internal right you know Workings. Uh, mechanisms yeah for sure and uh yeah well that's interesting because i went to the the obviously i wear glasses and the optometrist that the last time when he said that he saw a fiber of like the color of the iris uh-huh. actually goes from one side all the way through my, one of my pupils and into the other side that's weird. Yeah, he said that a, he's like said that an optometrist will see that maybe. Does one. that make you a cyclops? I don't know. He said he'll see that once in a career sometimes. Like it's that uh, is that rare? And I'm not saying like oh I'm, I got this you special. Need, I, so I'm just you, saying so it's a did weird. You get, did you get on the optometrist trading cards? Did you like like, <laughs> like Corey Allen's rookie card? It's yeah. like super valuable. <laughs> yeah, you want to look at this guy's eye? <laughs> it's free glasses little, forever. Yeah, you get something like that. <laughs> no, I got those little glasses in case I want to break up with somebody. <laughs> little dilation <laughs> glasses. Um, uh, but no, man, it's uh, that's kind of a weird thing. Just speaking about eyes. So I need to go read some yogurt books and see what they say about that. Yeah. Yeah, check that out. I need to read them too because I always forget which eye is which. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that. No, I don't. I don't know. I always forget. Yeah. But I'll, I'll try to check that out. And see if it. See if it makes any sense. We'll I, meditate on it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I notice I do feel a difference in my eyes. Like if I'm trying to like soften my thing and mm-hmm. be more like, you know, respectful or whatever. You know, I'll I'll kind of. 
do some different things with my subconsciously that I've tried to start paying attention to, totally. you know, or if I'm trying to be like really project, yeah. you know, like the way I posture my eyes and both operate like a little differently. So yeah. Think about, uh, that's what my friend Mike and I, man, we call uh, the bicep brow. So <laughs> 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 your bicep, man, your, 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 your brow area turns into a bicep. That's yeah. the Eagle gaze, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Val Kilmer from Tombstone. <laughs> yeah. Before he, uh, as Rogan says, went off to grow his head. <laughs> what, <laughs> what was that? I, I, that. How, I, I used to talk a few times about how like Val Kilmer's head has gotten fatter over the years. Oh or something. yeah, it has. And he said, he said something rather about him going to some ranch in the Midwest and just taking oxycontins <laughs> and growing his head. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I, uh, tell me, like, uh, I had some uh, uh, people like ask me about the the specifics of the liver cleanse that you did. Okay, and I was like. Well, I'm gonna see Aubrey like in a week or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I'll ask him. So, uh, the what like so the green smoothies and all that shit is yeah. is that is that all like itemized somewhere where someone could follow? That, yeah, there's that um. Where I gotta that get that. I gotta get that organized. They have it. They have their particular protocol. There's quite a few protocols that you that you involve. One of the key protocols is um, denying yourself the fats and then giving an indulgence of fats to really trigger that release of bile because bile is what breaks down fat. So if, and that's stored in your gallbladder. So I think that's a big part of it. It's also some uh, supplements that you take to kind of loosen and flush everything up, but I'll put that whole protocol up on, on a warrior poet, maybe nice. even on it too. I've just been so busy since I got back. I haven't got a chance to do it, but really, man, I felt good. I came back that I got back on Sunday and I came back that Monday had, you know, I, I was mentioning this to you. I had one of my best days ever feeling like I was just. Wow just in the zone, you know, and for the whole day, just felt immaculate. I mean, the way I was thinking about things, my energy, my happiness, and it was a stressful day. I mean, I was pretty much away from communication for six days and I come right back into the office and it was just one of my favorite days of oh, all time. Is it that. just your body is clean and, and your mind is clean? Yeah. They did. So not only we did that breathing ceremony, we did some other guided meditations. We had some had some really sharp people talking about conscious relationships and basically, you know, like we were saying, bringing your honesty level oh, to yeah. 100% with those people. That. Yeah, with, with those people who are around you. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be rude or, you know, that you have to express it all the time and be like, yeah, that, that fucking haircut looks ridic well, <laughs> ridiculous. You know, that's not the point. But yeah, that's, that's not the not point. It. But the point is to be really genuinely honest with how you feel yeah. and also have, you know, leave your heart space, you know, that kind of love you have for yeah. humanity open for everyone, including yeah. your enemies, your friends, whoever, and, um, and just have that kind of conscious relationship. So you're not holding anything behind walls or a dam. Or yeah. Anything. And you breathe, you know, speaking of breathing, like one of the things I've been kind of hip to the last you know, year or two has been breathing through your heart. You know, mm -hmm. if you breathe in, I know it sounds it sounds funny, but just think about, it. and you don't have to take it, you know, sincere, uh, seriously. Just take it sincerely, you know. And when you breathe in, imagine air coming in through your chest, through your your wu wei, you know, your heart mm -hmm. mind, you know, and just imagine that. And uh, when you breathe out, breathe out the same place, and uh, it's it's amazing what it can do, you know, for it, for you, your connectedness and how you feel. And like, I know that during my meditation, whenever I breathe in through that place, 
I literally am like, I feel like uh, all of the area like around me, I'm breathing in and it's getting sucked into there. Like all of time and space is getting sucked in to that area. And then when I breathe out, this is another shamanic breathing thing. You breathe in, pull everything around you and like the space time continuum into your heart space. Mm-hmm. And then whenever you breathe out, picture fire coming out of your chest. Mm-hmm. Or light. Or light. But yeah, just the Sufi heart awakening, you mm-hmm. know, is, is you, you breathe out fire through your chest. And uh, it's a pretty amazing sensation. I recommend it if you're I, in meditation. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> you know, the, so that was, a, that was a huge thing too. And, and also there was another, uh, this, this wasn't from the, from the retreat, but tangentially I had another person talk to me about some Hawaiian spiritual practices where you kind of can release any energy you have in relationships that, and it tied in super well with a lot of the stuff we were talking about there, um, releasing energy that you've held bound with different people and different situations. Yeah. And you say these four things to that person. And when you can say these four things and really mean them, then you can release whatever other bullshit you have. So any kind of ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, uh-huh. you know, someone who screwed you, someone who benefited you, you say, and, and, and the order can be in any way. You say, I love you. I'm sorry, thank you, I forgive you. And you say those four things, and when you can really you know, say and mean all of those things at the same time, the energy just dissipates, yeah. just goes away. And totally. all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. Because you know, really, even the people who've done the most fucked up stuff to you, you know, it's not their true self, their soul that did that fucked up. That was their mind and their ego you know, running their body and causing sure. you to do that. Somewhere... Their true self and soul is cringing and being like, oh, yeah. shit, I can't believe this idiot did that. Yeah. You know, but still loving that person like this is part of the process. This is, They're making these mistakes. But so you can have love for someone who's really wronged you, but love for that infinite part of them. You know, you yeah. don't have to love the physical manifestation or even leave that person around or not. You know, you can protect yourself vigorously from that person's physical incarnation, but still have love for that person's soul and that person's true self which is i firmly believe intrinsically good sure yeah totally and i was talking uh, about this with a friend of mine recently is that you know firstly we're all we are all one you know like all of our 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 bodies you know in the human experience like we're all the same creature we're all connected you know we're all we're all the same thing you know and and if you uh are you know judgmental of people that are a different place of you or, or don't uh, keep in mind that, that notion of the true self, then not only do you do them a disservice, but you're doing one to yourself too, you know, because uh, if you, you know, if, if you're judging someone's, uh, their actions in, instead of, you know, what you know that they are inside or what they can be, then, you know, you, you've you've cheapened your, your own uh, abilities within yourself too, you know, and, and I think that, True. And it also plays into self-love, too. I mean, that's truly loving ourselves is one of the hardest things we can do. And in inner. Yeah, totally. In an Internet culture, you know, everything is so removed now, of course, and everything is so detached that people have a really um, the you you know, one of the negative symptoms of being a human being is that people are always trying to edge themselves about, uh, ahead of other people. They're always trying to find ways to like judge other people to make themselves a little bit better or like feel a little bit better than th- that person, you know, through way of judgment. In the internet, of course. See reality that. TV. Yeah, yeah. See yeah, Jersey totally. Shore. Yeah. Or any comment, YouTube comments. On sure. It. 
you know, on a, on a Well, video. those get really fucking they do. They cunty get so and nasty. Dark. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. And so, you know, that, that doesn't, and I, you know, I've read some, uh, some reports too of like that, you know, psychi- psychiatrists say that that doesn't stop after you, you know, if, if you, and it's easily observable. Like if you're acting like pra- doing a practice, which is that online, and then you go out back into the world, then obviously that practice is, is, is burned into your synapses. It's at least going to be going through your head, even yeah. if you don't vocalize it. So here's the thing. I was, this is get to get to my point about what I was talking about with my friends that he was saying that he lives, he just moved from Philly to uh, Boulder, you know, and he's, you know, he's, mm-hmm intelligent uptight east coast guy that moves to boulder and he, he you know was talking about how he gets so frustrated with people even though they're nice and they're kind of they're you know liberal types you know he's still just he's like everything yeah i can say you know uh, anything d- devolves into some you know annoying you know like right. a liberal rant or something which is of course just as annoying as a you know right-wing rant um and you know one of the things i was talking about was with him was like look you know you've got to Everyone you interact with, if you feel like, and this is just important in this day of, of judgmental, you know, very base internet type of reality that we have, is that if you you meet somebody that you think is, um, that you find yourself placing judgment on, you think oh, that, for, that person's fat or that person's stupid or that mm-hmm. person's closed-minded or they're they're really really asleep, you know, <laughs> like they don't have any awareness or they're not inspired, you know, any of those things you can. You can judge someone. The important thing is to, if you have that initial reading, uh, it's a, a critical thing to go, like, just instead of judging that person, just be with that person in that place. And when you interact with them, like, if you, if it's, let's say, it's someone you work with that you don't like, not say you don't like them, that you just think they're, you know, lazy and stupid and annoying right. or whatever, you know, it, it doesn't do any good to sit around brooding and disliking them. They can't, they, you know, it doesn't do anyone good. What you should do is be there with that person in that moment. And when you talk to them, just be a person and be there with them and interact sure. with them as a human being on their level. And like, if you have those judgments kicking around in your head, whatever, but you know, don't discount somebody just because your perception of them in that moment of space and time happens to be a negative one. Yeah. I think, I think there's, there's, I had a similar, that was a direct vision that I had in my last ayahuasca that I, I mean, the Eagle, that's what the Eagle told me said, basically, you got to really see through people's eyes. You know, there's all those cliches, walk a mile in my shoes. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything to us anymore. It's like, Oh, whatever, you know, Yeah. but actually try and put your, body and mind and soul behind that person's eyes what are they seeing what are the insecurities what is the lack of self-love that they're dealing with that's causing them to act like this and you have and at that point you can have true compassion for someone yeah instead of judgment totally and that's what that's what it's all getting to is like yeah that's just like loving somebody like you could love yourself or love a loved one is is uh if you can act like that with everyone you meet, then you are doing such a great service to yourself and to the human species that, I mean, it will make impacts and it will help those people. You know, yeah. like if I mean, it's understandable that every, we all have problems. I have problems. You sure. have problems. You know, and and but if if you can be of present to mind enough and compassionate and, and loving enough with somebody that you know you may previously have passed judgment on then you're really going to help them. You know, you're really, really going to help them because a lot of people I think are unhappy or discontent simply because they just don't have anyone that 
that is there for them like that, you know? And that's true. And, and I, again, I keep hammering this, but this was one of the biggest insights that I had that, you know, even my own happiness and, and I have, you know, I've good self-esteem. I would say, you know, I'm, but there is some true kind of unconditional self-love level that I hadn't really reached. And it's, this is not like adoring yourself. Like, um, you know, like saying, oh, I'm so great and puffery <laughs> no, no, and no. flattery. Those, those this is this things. is deeper. This yeah. is like conditional, yeah. you know, unconditional self-love for yourself. And it actually came to me in a vision that I had. Um, they were leading me in this guided meditation uh, through my grandmother. And I was like, what would your grandmother say to you? And this was after a long kind of meditation. It put me in a really open kind of psychedelic type of state through a guided meditation. And, uh, and I could really hear her voice. And this is the grandmother that I have tattooed on my mm. arm i don't know probably the camera's probably no good here but she was a huge part of my life and what you know what she said at that point um was you know i tried to tell her grandma i'm gonna make you so proud you know i'm gonna make you so proud and like as if for her to really be proud of me i had to achieve more mm-hmm. and which was a reflection of myself i was feeling for myself for me to be truly proud of myself i had to achieve more yeah. i had to do more i had to be greater and she just, <clears throat> in my mind's eye, you know, smiled and laughed and said, I'm already so proud yeah, of you, yeah. you know, and that's how we should feel about ourselves, exactly. regardless of where <clears throat> we're at. You know, we should already be so proud of ourselves yeah. and love ourselves so much, even if we have a huge way to go, even if we're fucking <laughs> addicted to smack and making the first step out, you know, coming back and becoming a different person. Be proud of yourself now. Yeah. Love yourself for who you are now. And yeah, your life journey may grow, but. Keep that as a constant. Keep that as a backbone. Keep that as a furnace that's going to keep you warm and drive you forth through those long, cold walks through the scary woods. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. I mean, every day. That's something I, I always remember, and I try and like whenever I talk to people about this type of thing. Is in part time is like every day is like a fresh, as a new slate. You know, it's a new thing, man. And you can, you know, you it's life is all about decision making. You know, you you wake up and you know if you were in a bad place and you were not who you wanted to be even the day before like you, your eyes open man it's a new day and you may start making better decisions tell the thing to yourself i forgive you yeah i love you i'm sorry thank you yeah literally tell that to yourself totally. today you know for it, everything that's happened and really mean it and then start fresh yeah and we're all i mean we're all fallible like i, I make stupid choices all the time of course you know? <laughs> my, my history is is rifled with yeah it. dude it's ridiculous but the thing is, is that like, as long as you keep moving forward and you keep th- remembering, like, I can get better. Like, I want to be the best person I can be. I want to be the most loving, most aware, patient, intelligent, like, compassionate person I can be. And just keep chipping away at that every day a little bit. And, you know, big things, big projects, you know, and, you know, big music projects or whatever, or like working on uh, on it, you know, those things don't happen overnight, mm-hmm. you know, Uh and neither will this. Like, no great result comes overnight. But yep. what it is, is you start, you aim your feet in that direction and you start walking. You take little steps every day, you know, a little bit every day. And before you know it, you look back and a year's gone by. And if you've taken, if you've done one thing a day to try and raise your awareness, better yourself, do something nice for somebody, be patient. Just listen to somebody while they're talking to you yep. instead of waiting for your turn to talk. You know, if you do something like that every day, you turn around in a year and you've done 365 things. You know what I mean? And those, it's just you're snowballs, a, you're man. A long, you're a long way on your journey. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, 
every day is new and you can you can uh, just keep if you want to you know if you want to be if, if you want to achieve uh, a, a real state of of uh, I mean if you I think that the goal in this would be like whenever I die when my physical body settles down you know mm-hmm. and, and dies before that happens if I'm aware of it I want to be able to release myself into that state fully knowing that I did everything I could do to like love and be as kind and yeah. as caring for everybody and for myself as I possibly could. Amen to that. You know, it's like Cyrano de Bergerac said before he went, you know, his, his white plume was unstained, you know, yeah. his honor, his integrity. Yeah. He made lots of mistakes, you know, tons, but you know, his honor, his integrity, the way he carried his heart, you know, was unsullied yeah. at the end. And, and even it, it doesn't mean you weren't making mistakes. It just, whenever you, you could, you whenever will. you had the chance, yeah. you, you set that as your goal. And if you do that, you'll pass through Yeah, and, uh, and you'll go with a smile and yeah. you'll go back to the source, wherever that is. And, and, um, look back, look back on a life well lived. Yeah. It's like so, if you, it, as long as you tried, you know, That's as it. long as you tried, man. That's it. You know. All right, Corey Allen, this has been a, another powerful experience. Yeah, with no you. doubt. I certainly appreciate it. I was send a few shout-outs before we wrap it up. Obviously, uh, thanks to Onnit. Onnit. Uh, makes a lot of things possible. O-N-N-I-T dot com, if you haven't uh, checked it out yet. And I was going to tell you, man, I meant to mention this, is that uh, I, I just realized today when I said over here that I started taking Alpha Brain for the first time last December. Nice. I was like, dang, this is like the, the one, one year. year anniversary. Yeah. I almost looked at my email to see like the date I ordered it. And I was like, that's <laughs> ridiculous. But it's just December. You know, I remember it's like December because I remember for Christmas I was like fresh on it, you know. Yeah. And I was like breaking down the Korean, Chinese, Russian like military infrastructures in my head. Like, how's this all going to play out? I'm <laughs> burning, burning the computer chips, right man. On. But anyway, yeah, it's great. And it's really, it's, you know, and I'm not, you know, like... It, it, you know, involved and on it in a business way in any sense. I have to say that like those products, I hate even calling it products, those like tools that on it yeah. sells, I mean, they, they really have improved my life. That's awesome. Last year. That's awesome. You know, I've, I've improved mine. You know, you know, they really have. I've improved mine and, and many, many other people we talk to. And that's, yeah. that's what it's all about. We're just going to keep pushing, you know, yeah. sift through the bullshit, find the good stuff. And, yeah. Uh, Make it available as yeah. best we can. So that's the that's the goal. So thanks to Onnit. Thanks also to our to our friends across the pond at London Real, LondonReal.tv. Give them a listen if you get a chance. They got some great guests and some cool conversations. Um, and of course, thanks to you, sir, Corey Thank Allen. You. It's been a pleasure. You're our first three time guest. <laughs> I gotta you, I gotta keep syncopated, man, so I can keep being the first, fourth time, first, <laughs> sixth time. I think you're I think you're gonna start out outpacing everybody else there pretty soon. So uh, it's been a real pleasure and um you know check you out at, at Quiet Design on Twitter. That's right. And uh check out that new album we started this podcast talking about. It's good stuff. I nice. listened to one of your private tracks actually for yeah. my own meditations. It's been great. Nice. So looking forward to uh, getting the full collection as well. You're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> right have to on. hook me up with that when you get. Oh it. no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, you're gonna you're gonna get you a record player, man. Hell yeah. You're gonna be able to rock both those vinyls. 
Yeah, pre-order is probably mid-December. Uh, Excellent. So just look, go just to, in time for Christmas. Just in time for Christmas. So go to you know uh, quietdesign.us or cory-allen.com and then say what's up on the Twitter, as we said. Make it happen, people. Much love, and we'll catch up with you next week. Adios.